Brokenness is often a misunderstood concept in the Christian life. As the Christian grows, there are seasons of brokenness that are strategic to our spiritual development. Hi, my name is Aris Lawless, and welcome to Sage Talk. In our latest edition of Sage Talk, Al Henson and Paul Lawler are continuing their three-part series on brokenness. Today, they are sharing about how walking through these seasons can result in great gifts from God. Al and Paul have over 75 years of pastoring between them, and they've spent decades walking among the nations, ministering to the persecuted church and the least of these. Let's join them as they shepherd the hearts of faithful servants and Christian leaders in today's edition of Sage Talk. Hi, I'm Paul Lawler, and I'm with Al Henson, founder of the Compassionate Hope Foundation, and this is Sage Talk. Al, I remember a number of years ago, um, and I've been a pastor for over 30 years. You're really old, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as we are in our more seasoned years right. of ministry, um, and, I, and I shared this in uh, our previous segment on brokenness, as, and we're in part two today right. of talking about the topic of brokenness and its gift. And I, I shared the story of... of a season in my life where I, I felt like my legs were cut out from under me, and mm-hmm. that was uh, when Missy and I were navigating uh, a very serious health issue mm-hmm. with our oldest son. And I, I would add in part two that we're very thankful that that had a very positive outcome. He's Amen. an adult now and, and doing very well, walking with the Lord. Um, but but one of the things that I look back on is I, I remember when I, I came into that season where I surrendered to God in that circumstance, and I, I'm a born again Christian. Mm-hmm. I had had been regenerated and experienced a call to ministry, but but knew pride was rising up in my life and the difficulty of that circumstance that I described. And and when I when I did come to that place of literally just breaking before God and mm-hmm. surrendering, the peace of God mm-hmm. that filled my yeah, heart. Yes, I such a gift. Yes. And it didn't necessarily mean that our son was going to be okay. Mm. I just knew the peace of God and that meant everything. I commented within a matter of weeks to a a, a more seasoned pastor in my life at that time. Uh, he was uh, a man who had about 30 years of experience in walking with the Lord and, and uh, serving as a very gifted pastor. And I looked at him in conversation, and I said, well, I'm, uh, I've had my brokenness, <laughs> to which he smiled and kind of laughed in the same way that you just did. And, and then very tenderly spoke into my life. He said, he said, Paul, I've had many seasons of brokenness in my life, mm. and I'll have more. Amen. And I reflected on what he, what he said. I was in my early 30s at the time, and I, I realized that I realized I was missing something, and since that time, I, through the years, have grown to understand that this rhythm of brokenness is a gift. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm not even sure I would still be in the ministry today mm-hmm. if I did not grow in my understanding of this gift from God. So today we're talking about walking in this gift of brokenness. Mm-hmm. I'm mindful you have decades of experience. What, what would you share? around this gift but today. Just, just listening to you, Paul, uh, 
three or four things, and I'll try just to state them and not dig into them too much. Brokenness, is, it, it's, it's called a gift. You're calling it a gift, which mm. is right, because it, it comes from God. Mm. Uh, a brother or sister cannot uh, bring brokenness into their own life. Only God can actually do that. And mm. as we learned in our last podcast, we, we trust. There's a verse in John in chapter uh, uh, 21 that says, cast yourself upon this stone mm. and you will be broken. And Christ is the stone there. Yes. It's a choice. Mm. But it is a process. Mm. But there is generally an initial work. Mm-hmm. And that initial work then opens up the heart, and the way I like to express it, a heart that then, as you process through life, there will be small times of brokenness, mm-hmm. and in the course of 30, 40 years, there may be three or four significant times yes. of brokenness. Mm-hmm. Um, but brokenness is not a one-time event. Mm. It's, uh, it's a lifestyle. That's good. It really is a soul, heart, yeah. and, and, and soul attitude, mm. and it is a process, and it's ever, uh, as brokenness is ever deepening mm-hmm. inside of us, mm. and, and through revelation of God and revelation of ourselves, as brokenness is ever deepening, then uh, Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of water, but rivers of water cannot flow out of your inner being, your yeah. belly, he's speaking of your inner being, unless it's broke, it's a broken mm. vessel. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I see the life, of my own life and the life of others, that as brokenness is ever deepening, that wif- river is ever widening. Let, let's repeat that, okay? As, as, as say it again, please. As, as the work of brokenness is ever deepening from within, yes. then the outflow of God, the outflow of the river of, of life, God's life in you and through you yes. is ever widening. That, that is significant. That is so significant. One of the things, uh, the second thing, uh, Paul, as mm. you were talking is, uh, thank you, Paul. The second thing is that uh, we have an enemy that hates us. Mm. And so we have things inside of us that are combating, uh, mm. uh, bringing us into conflict with mm. really trusting God at this kind of deep level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a part of that is fear. Mm. Uh, we're afraid. If if I come to the end of me, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm at zero. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm at nothing. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is is that uh, the work of of woundedness and mm. and all of us we're living in a in a dysfunctional society, mm-hmm. a dysfunctional culture with dysfunctional families and the broken home. We're all being wet, raised in shame based uh, environments. Yes. Yes. And shameful things are happening to us mm. uh, with the immoral revolution and et cetera, et cetera. Mm. And so the, uh, this, this sin that has come against us uh, is destroying the, the sense of worth and value of our soul. Mm. And so we're doing everything we can do yeah. to try to feel like we're of some worth mm. and to then get a revelation from God mm-hmm. of how wrong I am. It seems to affirm everything we've not wanted to be affirmed inside of us. Yes. And uh, so that's why a lot of the conflict is pride coupled with fear Mm -hmm. and shame in its operation that is keeping us from going uh, at this kind of level with God Mm -hmm. and and, into brokenness. But God loves us. Yes, yes. And so he's slowly uh, operating and functioning as a sovereign potter Mm. uh, in our lives to to bring us to this. And then the uh, the third thing um, 
that you shared, and you, you might want to go back there, we can chat about it a bit, is that if we do come to brokenness, mm-hmm. then Satan gets involved in that and says, okay, yep, now you, you, you finally figured it out. You are worthless. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are at the end of yourself. Yeah, yeah. And what you was afraid of, mm-hmm. yes, it's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so and, and you said, my legs feel... Like they've been cut out from under. Been cut out from under. Because in in many ways, I say this, you've been brought to less than zero. Mm -hmm. When I began to experience uh, brokenness in my own life in my 20s, uh, the best way I could describe is it was not zero. Mm. When I saw how wrong I was Mm. and what I could not do that I thought I could do, And how much I needed God, blessed are the poor in spirit. Mm. Uh, when I saw this and began got the pride and how I'd really been the enemy of God and yeah. how I'd been so religious and not being con- transformed, yes, uh, I felt less than a zero. Mm. Mm. And I thought, God is God. You've made me feel less than a zero. Mm-hmm. But the the, the the joy is that God doesn't want to leave you there. Amen. It's not where he wants to leave yes. you. Now he's got you to the place that now God can take this beautiful creature that you are, mm-hmm. this creature that's wonderfully and fearfully made, mm-hmm. and now he can remold him in yes. to a new creation and a vessel that God intended you to yeah. be in usefulness. Al, this is anecdotal, but as you share that, I, I, I'm mindful through the years, uh, and just like you, decades of ministry, that every time I've embraced a brokenness before Christ, he's replaced it with peace, mm-hmm. his joy, um, a contentedness, not a complacency, but a contentedness in Christ. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the gift is Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. And, Amen. And it, it's like we talked about in part one. Uh, where do I dwell, the Lord says. I yeah. dwell with him who is humble of heart, contrite in spirit, trembles at my word. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's as if the Lord just freshly inebriates yeah. the heart, the spirit, that I am your dwelling place. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no greater gift. One of the things that Paul and I have enjoyed observing, mm. as, as you mentioned, I'm involved with Compassionate Foundation. And, yes. And, and uh, at the core of what we do uh, mm is rescuing the least of these, yes. uh, rescuing children and young ones that have been exploited in, mm-hmm. so- in Southeast Asia. Mm-hmm. Something I have observed, when they come to us mm. with Christ, they are broken already. Yes. They are at the end of themselves. Yes. So we have found it easier in, in many ways to bring them in, to see them come into Christ. Yes. And to see once they come into Christ... Uh, transformation taking place. Yes. Uh, but it, but it's, it's, it's interesting to watch uh, th- that the most predominant thing that we have to teach them hmm. is that in Christ, you're a princess. Hmm. In Christ, if they're a young man, you're a prince. Hmm. I love the song, I am a child of God. Yes. Uh, and I often say it to my own soul, I am not the son of God, but I am a son of God. Yes. And yes. my wife is a, is a daughter of God. Yes. And, and so the enemy gets involved, and in, in, in how I could share this is that when God gives a revelation, hmm. 
his revelation is twofold. Mm. It's a revelation of you without God. Yes. Yes. And that's brokenness. Mm. Mm-hmm. A revelation of you without God is utterly wrong, mm. utterly needy, mm-hmm. uh, utterly you cannot, no matter how hard you try, you cannot fix yourself. Yeah. Uh, you cannot have any, uh, a purpose and value. You, no matter what you try, you can f- try to fill up your emptiness with mm-hmm. with money or even in Christianity, people are trying to fill up their emptiness by uh, building the kingdom. Yeah. And it'll never fill you up. It can only be filled up with Christ. Yes. But there's a revelation then yes. of who you are in Christ. And I like, and Paul will do will say this three times to one. Uh, he he will say Christ in you, mm. Colossians one twenty seven, the hope of glory. Mm-hmm. But three times to one he will say you are in Christ. Yes, yes. And in Christ you who are wrong have become a righteous one. Yes. In Christ you who cannot. Mm. can now do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth you. Yes. And I remember once with one of the young ladies, uh, she she had shared that she had, she'd been rescued and she'd grown up and matured, and she had shared, I, I have this burden mm. to rescue other girls. Mm-hmm. And so we helped her to start a, a home with just two or three girls. Oh, wow. And when I talked to her, she'd be easily defeated, mm. which was not to my surprise. Mm-hmm. And even though she was learning to see herself as a princess, and I just had her start quoting, I can do all things th- through, Christ, through Christ, which strengthens yes. me. And the way you can do that is because you're in Christ. Mm. And so this revelation, what where I am at now, 40-something years walking with God, mm. every moment I have this internal thought pattern this internal attitude, uh, this internal song that might be singing, and it's saying something like this, I, uh, I am and was wrong, mm. mm-hmm. but now I am a child of God. So yes. every moment, there's I cannot, I can. Yeah. I cannot, but I can. Mm-hmm. I was wrong, but I was righteous. Yes. And in and, and, and every moment, that's true humility mm-hmm. and true trust, mm-hmm. that I'm fully aware of what I was. Yes. But I'm also in the same moment mm-hmm. rejoicing because I'm fully aware of who I am mm. and how God can and will use me in his eternal purposes yeah. and plans. Al, I think as you share that, that picture you gave of the young lady in Asia that stepped into this ministry of caring for these orphans, and then you alluded that there's, there's, you could see that she was coming to the end of herself. Mm-hmm. I think that's a picture for many of us. Was it A.W. Tozer who once said, I, I, I've never used a man greatly until, or God has never used a man greatly until he's allowed him to be wounded yeah, deeply? Yeah, well, the actual words were, I've never seen a man greatly used of God mm. and whom God did not first crush. Mm. And the point is that there's a place where we do come to the end of ourselves even after we're born again. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I tell you something, Paul? Please. This is the pride of a young man, a young mm-hmm. pastor. Mm-hmm. When I first read that statement, I think I was like 23 years old. You know what I said? I read it and I said to Tozier, he, uh, even though he was, was, I sort of said, Tozier, I'm going to be different. Mm. I am so given to God. Mm. I am so surrendered to the Lord. Mm. 
I am, am so trusting in God. No one else understands how much this young man has given to the Lord yeah. and how prideful that statement was, yeah. how arrogant it was, and how yeah. God, over the next years, yeah. began the process of and it, crushing it, me. It's, it, and, it, and it is a gift, but it illustrates how we can be deceived and not know we're deceived because we're deceived. Mm-hmm. And in that deception... It's the very thing where the crushing needs to take place. Yes, and I, if if if, if I'd have heard this conversation at twenty four, twenty five, mm. it probably would have scared me. Mm. I would have been afraid mm. uh, of this. Mm. And my brother and sister may be listening in, saying, uh, "It's." I've heard the old expression, "Don't pray for patience unless you really mean it." Mm-hmm. And the thought is. This is such God's work. Yes. My advice to everyone is uh, don't don't attempt to do this Very in your wise. life. This is my advice. Mm. Desire to know God. Mm. Seek Him. Yes. And ask God in His infinite love and mm. His infinite wisdom to revelate Himself to you. Yes. God, give me revelation. Uh, my people perish. For lack of revelation. For lack of revelation. Yes. yes. And this, it, Paul, it just saddens me mm. in, in the churches, not only in America, but around the world, mm. how much little revelation, true mm. revelation, is, is taking place. Yes. And uh, we are even given more to people having a word of prophecy or mm-hmm. speaking a word of knowledge. Mm-hmm. We're, we're hungry for those kind of things instead of the Spirit of God taking the Word of God. Mm. and truly revelating to us uh, God's understanding of himself. Amen. But Amen. fear, First John 4, going back to the fear factor, mm. is this person is my brother's listening or my sister or my fellow pastor or servant of the Lord. First John 4, uh, 19, 18 and 19 mm. says, Perfect love yes. drives out all fear. Yes. And he that is afraid mm. is not yet made mature in the love of God. And so I would say to you, your fear is an indication Mm. of your lack of understanding of how much God loves you. Yes. You you know, as we're sharing around this, and that's such a, it's such a key component, key truth that you've just stated, uh, because love does set us free. Yes. But I'm, I'm mindful of the relationship between our brokenness and, and poverty of spirit. Mm-hmm. And you and I have talked about Matthew 5, 3. Right. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of God. Say a word about that again. And, and why would Jesus begin his sermon? Really, I think the most strategic sermon he preached. Mm-hmm. Why would he begin it there? It's interesting. Um, the things of God are very par- paradoxical, it seems. Mm-hmm. If you are poor, you shall be rich. Mm. If you are broken, you shall be whole. Mm. If you become a slave of God, you shall be free. Mm. Give, he that gains his life will lose it, but he mm-hmm. that loses his life for my name's sake will gain it. Mm. And so the, the things of God to the natural mind mm. make no sense. Yes, They seem unreasonable. And what Matthew 5, 3 is, Jesus is saying... These will be the, the, the spirit and attitudes. We, we, we call them the beatitudes of my people. Mm. And, and the, the word poor there means beggar. 
Mm. It, it literally means beggar, and he's not speaking about physically begging. Yes, but being spiritually a spiritual beggar. Mm. Um, and uh, again, Jesus says, "He that is sick will uh, will will see his mm-hmm. need of a great physician." Mm-hmm. And so, actually, back to my thought of every moment, every moment in your life, every moment in your life. Uh, uh, I I am a beggar. Mm. Uh, yes. Uh, it's just it's hard for me to think of that thought without mm. the reality of it, experiencing it even emotionally at this moment. Yes. And my and my emotions are not sadness; they're actually of joy because yes. in my destitution, mm-hmm. in my utter poverty. Mm. I have found uh, and experienced the riches of Christ. Yes, yes. And I have been made rich. And uh, pride uh, doesn't want to need. Mm, pride wants to be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is that we utterly need God, and yes. we utterly need our brothers and sisters and God's work in and through them into our lives. So blessed are the poor in, in, in spirit, mm. for they shall inherit Yes. the things of God. Mm. They will receive the grace of God. Mm. And so uh, back again, I would just say, pray, God, please grant me revelation of yeah. me and of you, and mm. then move on the light that God gives you. Mm. Al, you again, I, I've noted this before. We both spend a lot of time in global context, and um, an observation I think we would share is that um, with physical poverty, mm-hmm. um, there is a, a a more, or shall we say, a, a deeper awareness mm-hmm. of spiritual poverty, mm-hmm. and it, it is a concern sometimes in the American church. We we love deeply. Yes. we're not we're not tarnishing a part of the bride here, but we but we do notice that that, that hunger, that sense of poverty. The, the awareness doesn't seem as keen. There's a reason why Jesus said that it would be harder for the rich man hmm. uh, to come into the kingdom than for the camel to get through the eye of a needle. Hmm. And what I've seen just in observation in, hmm. in America and other places hmm. where there is plenty. Hmm. And I don't, until you've walked in the poverty of the world, you have no, it's really hard to understand how much we have. Yes how much we really have. Yes. And what what happens is our plenty, our having land, having a house, having vehicles, mm-hmm. having money in the bank, all of this simply masks us. Mm. It says to us, I, I it's like the rich man looked at his warehouses in the Bible and says, I have no need. Mm. And what you're mm. saying, Paul, is that the physical things that we have the enemy uses those to blind us and to mask us mm. from our uh, sp- spiritual needs. And I've had the privilege of walking with the poor, mm. of the poor in mm-hmm. the world. And I've had the rich, the, the, the privilege of walking with some of the richest of the world. Yes. And I've found in the riches of the world that, um, uh, that, God can even revelate to them. Amen. Oh, I've seen it too, Al. They're, they're, and I've seen it. Yes. Their own need. And so some of the brothers and sisters that I walk with, and humanly, are some of the richest yes. people uh, in America, and mm. yet they walk with great brokenness. Yes. And, and great humility. Yes. And God uses them 
and, mm. and great ways of generosity mm. uh, in the kingdom. Which illustrates why brokenness is such a gift. Yes. Whether it's for the rich or for the poor or someone anywhere on the socioeconomic scale, mm-hmm. that this is a gift from God, birth from God, which lays the seed so that the revelation of God would take root in our own hearts and lives. Yeah, I, I remember in the being in the sixth floor of a corporate office mm. with the founder and CEO of the corporation. Mm. And I remember talking to him about the least of these. Mm. And he, uh, he, he gave a gift. Mm. And uh, what I, I said to him, thank you on behalf of the least of these. Yes. Thank you. He wept. And he said, oh, no. Thank God. Mm. And thank you that God would allow me uh, to be a small part Amen. like this. See, that's humility yes. and brokenness. Mm. Instead of being proud of what he had, he had done, Yes, he was humbled that mm. he was given the privilege mm. uh, to give in this kind of way mm. into something eternal. This is humility and brokenness. And as you describe that picture, Al, it's a picture of a person experiencing the living Christ Amen. working and flowing through his life, Amen. a person who's been set free in the joy of the Lord. Amen. Let's pray yes. as we close today. Uh, Father, um, we pray increase our understanding around the gift of brokenness. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, we lift the person listening to you today that may be walking through a season where It feels as if their legs have been cut out from under them. And we pray that in the circumstance that, Lord, you indeed would revelate the love of God in Christ Jesus, that you would demonstrate to this person that there indeed is more of you and that you are the sustainer. You're the one who redeems. You're the one who has all power to take this circumstance and work good in the heart, the conformity to Jesus Christ that sets the captive free, that births hope, because we recognize hope is a person. His name is Jesus. But we pray also for the person who is walking on the mountaintop. Things are good. Mm-hmm. They're not in a season where it sent, they sense their legs have been cut out from under them. But yet, Lord, brokenness is a gift to that person as well. Amen. Just as we heard illustrated in the man who is looking out the win- window of his office and who just gave a large gift for the least of these who are hungry and need to be clothed and educated around the world. Mm-hmm. Lord, that person also discovered something sacred and a gift from you. And just as that man knew great joy through his brokenness, we pray for persons who are walking in seasons that are positive and good and life-giving, that you give the gift of understanding and experience of brokenness that yields great fruit in the advancement of the kingdom of God. We pray this in the loving and strong name of Jesus. I hope you've enjoyed listening to part two of this life-changing series on brokenness. As you've listened, if you have questions or you'd like to send Al and Paul your feedback, we would love to hear from you. 
We welcome hearing from our listeners, and you can send us an email at info at sagetalkpodcast.com. Now, in our next episode, Al and Paul are going to wrap up this discussion on brokenness as we look at the four stages of brokenness in the Apostle Paul's life. Subscribe to Sage Talk in your favorite podcast app or on our website, sagetalkpodcast.com, so you don't miss the conclusion. Come back soon and join us on Sage Talk for another time of spiritual shepherding, heart to heart, and life to life.